Hello, and uh, welcome to a, a, a one-off here uh, at Top Fives. Um, I, I've just seen The Last Jedi. It's Thursday night, um, and I want to uh, record the initial impressions I got from this movie. Um, I'm feeling a lot of things. Um, Sean and I will be talking about it on Monday, uh, which will be posted Friday, but um, he's not seeing it until tomorrow, till Friday. Tonight's Thursday. So uh, we'll talk about it Monday. I'm going to record my impressions, he's going to record his, and then we'll go from there. So, um, wow. Star Wars Last Jedi. We're, we're in for some spoilers, folks. Um, so, just hold on tight. If you haven't seen this movie, do not listen to this podcast. Just don't do it, because um, we're, we're giving it all away. And this movie gives it all away, and it's in the best way possible. Um where to begin my thoughts i'm I, I got out you know half an hour ago um and my my brain is just swirling um i think to die hard star wars fans this movie will be a religious experience um that's this feeling that only like a really good Star Wars movie can give you kind of washes over you at the end of this movie. And you're just like, wow. Um, where, okay. I, I, I liked everything in this movie. I, I wouldn't say I was let down. Um, I avoided everything. I avoided spoilers, trailers, no, I, I, I watched the first two trailers. I take that back. But I didn't like read articles. I didn't, you know, all, all my usual stuff I didn't, I didn't do because I wanted to go into this um, completely free of any uh, expectation as much as one can. Um, of course, this last week, um, you know, reviews have been coming in, overwhelmingly good reviews. Um, and I don't, I don't know if this movie lived up to that. Maybe it did. Um, at the moment, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. But since we're top fives, I'm, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's wrong with me as a person that I can't enjoy these things like everyone else. But um, what I didn't like, I didn't love all the, all the new CG characters, especially in the casino. It felt very Harry Potter or uh, more, more like Fantastic Beasts. And um, I, I, I didn't love the whole casino thing. I thought they were going to go weirder with it. It just looked like a Bond movie. Um, so I was, a little, I was a little let down by that. When they said, ooh, casino, I thought we were going to see some strange shit, and it wasn't too out there, you know? Um, loved Carrie Fisher in this movie. I was hoping they would... Uh, give her a very graceful send off at the end of this. And they don't, um, I'm a little worried about, uh, episode nine and how they'll, they'll play her card, but it, it doesn't matter for the moment. She was excellent in this movie and, uh, definitely a couple scenes with her. I, I got choked up, especially, you know, her and Luke's reunion and, and Luke Skywalker. Okay, let's talk Mark Hamill for a second. Mark Hamill is amazing in this movie, and I can totally see why when he read the script, he was like, "This is this is not Luke Skywalker because it's not. It's not the Luke Skywalker that we're we're used to and that we know and we love." 
Um, this, this guy is, he's been through it, man. And it's really interesting to, to think about star Wars and, and because, you know, we, we grew up with the original trilogy and, you know, I was born in 89. So that was already there for me and the prequels hadn't come along yet. So it's the sweet spot of knowing the whole story all at once. Um, and now 28 years later, you know, they've had a happy ending. Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, they, they had a happy ending and to fast forward and see them as, as broken people yet again, it, it takes away some of the, the perfect story structure that the original trilogy um, gets. But uh, because when it's a, a never ending kind of thing, you know, you, you don't have that perfect kind of loop. You don't close the loop. Looper, Ryan Johnson. Um, so it, cause that's not, that's not what I would have imagined Luke's life would have turned out to be like. It's not what I imagined Han's life in my head. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cynical bastard most of the time but I am I am a romantic and I, I wanted Han and Leia's marriage to work out and all that and I wanted them to have two kids you know like the extended universe and um I wanted Luke to to find I what what he Mara Jade was that her name in the books um you know I, I wanted to see that flourish again maybe but um you know what we get is very interesting what we get is you know, had these movies been made early 2000s, late 90s, we probably would have gotten that that kind of thing. But we're, we're living, and I hate to, to use an, an overused phrase, but we're living in a, a post-9-11 world here, a, post, a post-Dark Knight world, I should say. Um, Dark Knight being, you know, the real first modern blockbuster to deal with modern-day fears and that kind of thing. Um, and I, I definitely think the darker edge, you know, it seeped its way into the James Bond franchise, and now it's it seeped its way into into Star Wars. And of course, we need conflict um, to to make the engine go in these movies. But um, it, it's always bittersweet. Like Han is just like a piece of shit, and and Luke, you know, has exiled himself because he did something very very unluke like. Um. It's crazy. So anyway, this movie, Last Jedi, has one of one of my all-time favorite opening scenes to a Star Wars movie. You got Poe Poe Dameron in his X-wing by himself, you know, and he's stalling, which was a great little scene. They played Hux more up for um, for laughs this time, which I didn't mind. I think he worked better that way as more comedic relief. Um, but anyway, you know, they they established Poe's arc really early on, really well um, with him taking out the drones and you know they lost a bunch of people but he's like no they were heroes and it's like people got killed so you could claim that oh i took down um and i think his arc is 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 interesting and um and i and i i think you know it's one of the more prominent it kind of comes full circle it relies on him and lay leia you know trying to see eye to eye she gets to slap him she gets to shoot him um him and uh laura dern Buttheads. Laura Dern's character, I thought was going to be kind of grating, was not. Um, she she redeemed herself. She was excellent. Um, 
and oh Finn Finn wakes up um, and his arc with gosh what's her name in the movie what's her name in the movie guys we're gonna find this out um, but they were they were excellent together um, Star Wars the last Jedi cast because I really liked this character Rose Rose how can I forget Rose um, they established her backstory you know nice and sweet uh, while Poe is you know trying to be a hero I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised uh, she didn't have more beef with Poe that's kind of a, a missed op anyway um, so basically they're the first order is able to track them even through through light speed um, so Finn and Rose devise a plan uh, and, and pose it on it to they first contact Maz Kanata to see if she can break into the first order star destroyer so they can remove the tracker or whatever and then they can get to which by the way this whole storyline leads to fucking nowhere um which is fine but it's just like they kind of waste a lot of time they you know they and it's all setting up the pieces so they can be here and they can be there but it's like man for for you to dedicate a good third of your movie and have the plan just fall through um i mean you know that's good storytelling i guess i don't know what what do i know what do i know um what else so that's where they go to the casino you know the animals you know it's fine um again not crazy about the cg animals um look at the tauntauns i still believe in the i believe in the tauntauns god damn it um what else so that's kind of their art getting away from the first order it is it's as if the um the evacuation of Hoth were the whole movie and it took place in space. Oh, there's a crazy fucking scene um, where the bridge of the rebel ship gets, gets shot out and Leia goes into space. And I thought that's kind of a crummy way to kill her off, but you know, they kind of go, you know, point of view of her in space um, and she's kind of freezing over and everything. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's kind of slowly done. It's kind of like, oh, it's very calm and um, floaty. And um, and I thought, okay, maybe this is a nice way to send her out. She looks mostly CG. Maybe this is what's going on. Um, and then all of a sudden, she like a witch. Maybe maybe it was a nod to uh, to Debbie. Um, but all of a sudden, she's like in her gown and she's like, oh, and she starts flying back into the ship and. Uh, I thought that was just wild. Um, Cause then she gets it. She passes out. She's sick. Um, again, they had a lot of opportunities in this movie, like many opportunities where I thought, oh, okay, this is how they'll do it. This is how they'll say goodbye to. And, and they didn't do it. Um, but yeah, Ray, Chewie, R2 and the millennium Falcon are on Octu, excuse me. And uh, they're there to, you know, we've been waiting two years, you know, <laughs> Ray's been holding that lightsaber extended, extended arm out for two years. And Luke gets it in his hands and he tosses it behind him. Um, 
and right there that tells you all you need to know about Luke's character in this movie. Um, he's broken. He doesn't believe in the Jedi anymore. He He's what we would call woke today, right? He calls out the Jedi's hypocrisy, how at the height of their powers, Darth Sidious, you know, right from under them because of their, their, their hubris. Um, so I loved that. This movie has, uh, you know, Luke refers to it as the Jedi religion. I, I, there's part of me where I really think they are trying to make a statement about religion. And it's almost the same statement as dogma, um, where, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have the force, but as soon as you start building up rituals and practices and, you know, beliefs around it, uh, saying who's good, who's bad, people die. And so I thought that was very interesting. I thought that was a, a sneaky little way to do that, especially in my favorite scene of the movie. The one little tidbit I did hear while this movie was being made was that Frank Oz was on location. And this is, this is the number one thing I've wanted from this movie, I think what I said last episode, um, was that I wanted Luke and Yoda to, to have a conversation and they did. And it's, it's, it's my, I'm getting really smiley and giddy just thinking about it right now. Um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene. (sighs) Yoda brings the knowledge, man. He drops, he drops the science on Luke. Um, Luke is this great Jedi master, but in that scene, he's still very much the learner. Um, the first shot of Yoda, he looks very cartoony. Looks very CG, I thought. Maybe it was at the angle that I was sitting at. I wasn't perfect center. Um, I was a little to the right. Um, but the more shots of him, you know, it was clear that this was Puppet Yoda. And I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, I thought it was, it was such a good scene. Very well-written uh, dialogue. But getting back to the whole religion angle... You know, Yoda's whole purpose of the movie, Luke is going to burn the Jedi temple or the the Jedi tree and the sacred Jedi texts and all that. And he can't do it. And, you know, he tells Yoda too. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm so bad. I'm so hard. Yoda's like, sure you are. And uh, he can't do it. And Yoda, just with a flick of a finger, boom. Uh, sets the whole I think he, he causes lightning and he sets the tree on fire and Luke is going to go save the books and a fireball comes out he can't do it and you know Yoda tells him that uh, you know sure the, the books have some, some good pieces of knowledge but nothing that Ray doesn't already know and it was beautiful man it was beautiful we don't we, we uh, I don't want to make this a religious thing, but you know, sometimes we, you don't need all the, all the rules, all the practices, all that, as long as you have a good idea and a good, good heart. And Ray thankfully has a really great heart. Um, because she, she's the new Luke Skywalker. You know, there's been a lot of talk that maybe she could turn evil to kind of buck the, um, 
the trend of, you know, oh, because Luke should, it was, or at least Mark Hamill said he wanted to turn evil. And that's what a lot of people thought maybe was going to happen in this movie. Well, Luke doesn't turn evil, but he did something pretty effed up and evil, I'd say. Uh, he, he tells Ray that he was going to go confront Kylo Ren and Kylo turned on him. And then Kylo Ren tells him, no, he came in there trying to kill me. He had his lightsaber above me. He was going to slash me down. That's when we started fighting. And the truth is that, yeah, Luke turned on the lightsaber and was going to do it in a moment of weakness. And he says, as soon as I did it, I felt guilt. I felt shame. Um, I shouldn't have done this. But it was too late because Ben Solo wakes up. He sees the lightsaber. They start fighting. Tragic, um, but very, very unluke. I feel like out of everything in the script, that is probably what Mark Hamill sent off the the the, the red flags. There it was like I don't know about this. Um, I really liked. I didn't care for for Kylo Ren in, in Force Awakens. I, I liked him a lot in this movie, and I liked Rey in this movie. You know, as much as I loved her in Force Awakens, and she's so spunky and wonderful. Um, she's really great in this movie and their, you know, dichotomy or, or what you want, whatever you want to call it, um, is so well done and their conversations through the force and all this stuff is so wonderfully played. Um, and you really believe for a moment that Ben is Ben again and, so so Ray, you know, leaves Luke, much like Luke left Yoda to go help Han and Leia. And she believes she can turn Ben Solo. And that will save the uh, the Republic. And as soon as she gets there, Kylo turns on her, brings her to Snoke. While they're in Snoke's throne room, he's, you know, regurgitating everything the Emperor has ever told anyone. And I, I don't care for Snoke. I, I don't. I don't like CG full CG characters. Um, I think Andy Serkis does a good job with his voice. It's fine. Um, but I didn't like him in Force Awakens. I liked him more in this movie. I thought he was better realized. Um, but again, his dialogue was kind of generic, kind of like Destiny, Destiny, blah blah blah. Um, and you know, the scene shows you what. Kylo Ren is doing. He's turning the lightsaber, and when uh, what's his name, Snoke is having this w- very weird. That, why? Why do evil people in the Star Wars universe, when someone's being evil around them, they get like all fucking sexual with it, like like a preacher, like a like a southern preacher, like oh, the force is strong. Um, like the emperor does that in revenge of the Sith Snoke does it here when he thinks Kylo Ren's about to kill Ray. Um, thankfully it doesn't last long because Kylo Ren uses the force to turn on the lightsaber, um, chops, chops Snoke down. And, uh, it was, it was great, man. It was, it was, uh, it was such a, it wasn't surprising because the scene led up to it, but once he died, you're like, oh shit, they just killed off their their emperor equivalent in the second movie. 
Now what's happening? Um, so you know they 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 are this 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 definitely felt more original than Force Awakens, and you know Rogue One was was good, very much enjoyed it, but it wasn't a an episode, you know. So already, I like this movie more than Force Awakens. Did I enjoy it more? Like that's you have to understand we hadn't got a real Star Wars movie. And I, do you even consider the prequels a real Star Wars movie? Honestly, I know they were done by Lucas. Respect, but you know, Force Awakens was the first time we got to see a new Star Wars movie that felt like a Star Wars movie. Um, and it'd been since what two thousand and five? Revenge of the Sith came out. I want to say. Um, so, you know, the anticipation, the lead up in the theater, the the buzz in that IMAX theater when we saw Force Awakens that first night, it'll be unparalleled, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, the theater I saw it at was uh, Del Monte uh, Center, Monterey. Um, a lot of costumes. I, I sat to, next to a... a a kid who was dressed like Ray, like one of the best Ray costumes I've ever seen. Um, so that was very cool. And, you know, all, all the moments in the movie that like went for an audience reaction, I'd say, I'd say four times out of five, it, it got that reaction. And like the big moments, the big, big moments, like Laura Dern's um, sacrifice and, and the movie goes silent. It was like the entire theater. We were all holding our breath. Like it was, it was, that's what you go to the movies for that collective experience. Um, it was incredible. It was really great. A lot of moments of, of clapping and cheering and, you know, it was a very much, uh, shared experience. It was wonderful. Where, where the hell was I going with that? Where was I going with that? Okay. Um, so Kylo kills Snoke. And it's really cool because you get to see Ray and and Kylo battle the, the throne room guards together. Um, and it's like, oh, this is kind of dope. Are they gonna like take on bad guys together? Wait, who are the bad guys? There's no more bad guys left. Um, well, there there are bad guys because Kylo quickly turns back to the dark side, um, and is like, rule with me. You know, the same same junk we've been hearing in all Star Wars movies. Um, they fight, they destroy Luke's lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber. And, uh, and then it's in this big explosion. And then Hux finds Kylo Ren alone. Ray has escaped. Uh, and Kylo Ren declares himself the new Supreme leader. Like, okay. All right. Um, so he's like Darth and the emperor all in the same breath okay um meanwhile the rebel fleet gets to crate crete i want to say and um it's like a lost outpost it's been abandoned um there's some old junky fighters there and uh which by the way why did why why did they leave the door open only to see them coming in and be like okay now shut the door 
and they get really close and they kill people. Like, why didn't they just close the door from the get-go? Like, what, what, what did that accomplish? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, moving on. Um, the fight was pretty cool. The, uh, the, the, I forget what the ship's name was or are, but they kick up the red dust on the planet. It's pretty cool. I don't know why we needed the guy saying it's salt. Like, would it have been so bad if it was snow? I, okay. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Why is there salt in Star Wars? It doesn't matter. Um, there are a few things that I was like, this is oddly like earth based to be in Star Wars. Um, like big ass was one of them. I was like, I don't want to hear the, the slang big ass in a Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? So that scene was really strange, right? You, I really thought for a second they were going to kill, uh, Finn when he was, you know, rushing towards the, the giant death star hammer thing, whatever that was going to knock down the door. Um, because his whole arc, uh, Rose questioned his, his heroics, right? Because he was going to flee. He wanted to go after Ray. So it wasn't really fleeing, but it was, and it wasn't, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I thought, oh man, okay. But she saves him at the last moment. I was really worried there. I really thought they were going to kill off Finn and I really like him. Um, and I, I really didn't want that to happen. What I do want to happen is for him and him and, uh, Poe to get together, but that's another story for another day. Um, which by the way, the, uh, the little spark, the little smile between Poe and Ray, kind of sexy. Anyway, um, oh, we learn Ray's parentage. Maybe. I don't know if I completely buy this because when I was watching Force Awakens, I watched that yesterday to be prepared for this. I really thought, man, the more they're, they're kind of, the more I watch this, maybe, maybe Luke is her father. That would be wild. Um, didn't turn out that way. Kylo says, you know, you know who your parents are. Do you feel it deep down? I know who they are. And he proceeds to tell them they were just junkies pretty much that sold her for the drink and that they, they're buried in a, in a pauper's grave on Jakku. Um, and, and I, I believe him, you know, I don't know if that's confirmed or, or, or what, but it makes sense. Sad. It frees Ray really frees her. Um, so anyway, this scene where they're, they're on Crete, 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 Crete. Um, all of a sudden Luke walks in and I was like, Oh my God, they just said that that door is the only way in or out, but whatever. It's Luke Skywalker. I'm going to go with it. So he walks in hooded in the shadows. It's like, you don't need to shadow him. We know it's Luke and him and him and Leia have a really beautiful moment together. Um, and Luke is so badass. He's so badass. Um, he's like, I'm going to go fight him. I can't save him, but I'm going to go fight him. And, uh, so he goes out there and he looks, he looks great, man. He's, he's Luke Skywalker. He's got the white with the black over that. And, um, he's just any, but, and it's interesting because he has the Anakin, uh, Anakin Luke lightsaber, the blue one. And him and him and Kylo, Kylo first orders the first order to, uh, to fire on him with everything they've got. And of course, Luke is still standing there after a good, like 30 seconds of them firing on him. And, uh, Kylo goes down there and they face each other 
and you know Luke gets to tell him that he's sorry for failing him and, and all this stuff and he says what does Kyla say Kyla tells him that the Republic has been defeated the war has ended and that Luke is the last of the Jedi and Luke gets to tell him that you are wrong on all fronts that the Republic still has hope the war has just begun, and I will not be the last Jedi. And it cuts to this great close-up of Rey. She's lifting the rocks to let everybody out the back. They all escape the Millennium Falcon. And Luke, you know, tells him, if you strike me down, I'll always be with you, just like your father. And Kylo charges at him, shoves the lightsaber right through him. But Luke's still standing there. And he does it again. And Luke is still standing there. And they reveal that he's meditating back on Octu. It's just a force image, projection, whatever you want to call it. And I was very happy because I was like, fuck. I'd be so bummed if they brought him back, killed him off immediately. I want Mark Hamill around. We don't have Carrie Fisher anymore. And um, it's fucking great, you know? So like, okay, that's why he has the lightsaber. That's how he was able to come in through the back and blah, blah, blah. Um, which, by the way, like, <laughs> I love how Luke is like, see around, kid. Like, he like he gets to kind of play it up. Like, I know he, he voiced Wolverine in an X-Men video game back in the day. Maybe he was kind of riffing off that a little bit. Um, but, you know. Eh, to me, it didn't really feel like Luke a little bit, but I loved it. I loved it all the same. Um, so anyway, they cut back to Luke. And um, that whole experience just has taken it out of him, right? And he's like, Ugh. And um, I'm fucking cry. He's looking out at the sunset. And... Uh, there's two, there's two moons, there's two moons, you know, and, uh, and he just kind of meditates there for a while and you're like, oh, okay, they're going to end on that shot. And then he disappears and his robes drop and, uh, <sighs> that was it. That's the end of Luke Skywalker. And it doesn't really hit you because they cut back, which, you know what? I really, really think they should have ended maybe on that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, but they cut back to the Millennium Falcon and Ray and Leia. And she says, Luke's gone. I felt it. I felt it too. Which I felt oddly like, I know she said it wasn't sad or anything. It was, he was at peace or, or whatever she says. Or it was peaceful. But still, I felt like there should have been a little more gravitas behind that delivery. Whatever. I liked it. Daisy Ridley, I'm not hating. Same with Carrie. Um, but they kind of have that. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, I wish maybe Luke had kind of gotten in her ear a little bit. Like Obi-Wan, like, run, Luke, run. You know, like, just something. Just something, you know. Um, but it was beautiful the way they did that. Then they had an extra scene, which I, I get. I, I get why they had the scene, but I wish it wasn't in there. 
Um, it's back to that casino planet. The kids who work the stables are playing around, and this one kid is telling the story of Luke Skywalker, and he's got like a little fucking sad <laughs> handmade uh, action figure thing thing. Um, which is supposed to represent Luke Skywalker. So it's like, you know, the legend of Luke is carrying on. And um, and then the guy comes in and tells them to get out. And this, the, other, the little kid who's listening to the story is, is sweeping, and then he looks up at the stars, kind of turns the broom around, kind of like a lightsaber, and boom. Dun, 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 you know, the credits roll. Um, and I get why that's there. You know, Luke inspires hope. Um you know, the, God, they must have said hope, you know, 48 fucking times in this movie. I get it. I get it. Um, Luke is hope. I get it. Um, but I, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was really great. And um, I stuck around and just kind of took the movie in while the credits rolled and just thought about Luke on Tatooine looking up at the two moons and that holy shit. You know, that character is, he's gone. You know, it's, it's this weird grieving thing where we do for fictional characters. But Luke Skywalker, in my head, has been alive for 28 years. Um, you know, they ended the story with them partying with the Ewoks, smiling. And uh, and now we know how how it ends for Luke, and that is uh, it's, it's a weird, weird, heavy kind of thing, right? Like how how many fictional characters did you feel like mournful for after? Yeah, quite, quite more than more than you'd you know be comfortable to admit, I think. Um, same with books, especially in books, you're like. <gasps> Um, but this, this was a gut punch, man. And, you know, not initially, but like while I'm sitting there in the theater thinking about it afterwards on the drive home, just kind of sad, um, and humming a slow, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, to myself. Um, I'm going to go watch this movie again. I have to go watch this movie again, knowing what I know now. Um, I loved it. I'd give it a four out of five. I think Ryan Johnson, um, is fantastic he's a good filmmaker i wish they'd lay off cg a little bit um but i'm excited to see what he does completely free of the skywalker saga with his own trilogy so that'd be great um go see this movie that was supposed to be my my very quick thoughts and i've talked i've rambled on for 35 minutes so i apologize anyway may the force be with you